0: God wants to work miracles here on earth through our faith and acts of love. I'll say it again. God wants to work miracles here on earth through our faith and acts of love. This is a powerful message that Jesus shows us today in the gospel. The disciples are confronted with more than 5,000 people that need to be fed. And to their mind, it's impossible because they look at what they have. They have five loaves of bread and two fish. And what they have is impossible. Jesus is not asking them to do the impossible, but there's something important about them offering what they do have in faith and out of love and concern In their hearts for these people. And so Jesus takes the little bit that they have to offer. He raises his eyes to the Father in heaven, asks for his blessing, and we know the rest of the story. The multitudes are not only fed, but there is plenty left over to gather into baskets. This might seem far-fetched. It might seem far removed from our daily life, but look at what we're doing at this mass. We are bringing offerings of our own, of bread and wine, simple offerings from what we have. We're placing them on the altar. I will raise them up to God. I will look at God the Father and ask his blessing, and he will enter into this simple act of faith, into these simple acts of love, us being here, being present, that's an act of love to God and to the Christian community. It's its a little thing that we have to offer, but it's something real. And somehow it creates space for God to work a miracle. And in this Mass, it's the miracle of transubstantiation, of being completely present to us and nourishing us with the very body and blood of God himself. Think about in baptism. We bring a child, we... we, we get them a a white garment and we bring them to the church and we pour water upon them. We pray and God enters into this simple act of faith, this simple act of love and totally transforms this person into a temple of the Holy Spirit. Think about a marriage, a man and a woman stand in front of the altar and pledge to love each other like Jesus loved the church And God enters into this act of faith. He enters into these acts of love and works the miracle of creating a sacrament of marriage between them, a source of grace that will that will (laughs) nourish that couple, but will bring grace into the world through them for the rest of their lives. Through a simple act of love in a married couple, God creates the miracle of new life, of new images of God. It's beyond even our understanding scientifically, medically, exactly how the human body works, exactly how everything develops and works so perfectly. But yet through our simple act of love, God works this miracle. It's amazing what God does. It's amazing how much he wants us to participate in his act of blessing us and his act of redeeming the world. But some, for some reason, he does want us to be an integral part of it. And although we look at our lives and we say, man, all I've got is some five loaves of bread and two fish. Well, how could this possibly make a difference? When we have faith and motivated by love, we put it out there and we ask God's blessing. He, he takes it. And he works miracles. We could feel like this as we look at our world. We say, man, there's so much hate. There's so much division. There's, people are so at odds with each other because of religion, because of race, because of growing up in a different neighborhood. How could what I have possibly make a difference? When we start to have these thoughts, it's when this gospel becomes so important because in the face of all the problems in the world, we still have what we have. God has equipped us with certain things and it can make a difference. God can, and not only can, but he, he desires to work miracles through our own offerings of faith and love. One of the most powerful examples of this I've seen recently was a testimony given here in Mobile this, this past week through the Shrink the Divide event. I know a couple Sundays ago, I'd mentioned the Pledge Group. It's a group I recently became a part of And uh, it's a group of black and white ministers throughout the city of Mobile that work to, quote unquote, shrink the divide, especially in the body of Christ between uh, races, trying to bring people together. And this is their third annual shrink the divide event where they brought in a speaker to talk about racial reconciliation. And if there's one thing I can recommend you do this week, take the time and watch this program. It's on the Internet you can find it at shrinktodivide.com. You can go to uh, the Pledge group on Facebook and watch this recording. But what you're going to see there is the testimony of three people that were involved in a 2015 shooting in Charleston by a guy named Dylan Roof. He was a very smart guy. He had researched the history of Charleston and its relationship to slavery. He had studied the, the racial dynamics there and he was a misguided person. He, he wanted to create a hate crime. He wanted to start a race war. And so he went to uh, Mother Emanuel Church in downtown Charleston and opened fire on a prayer meeting that was happened there, wounded several people and killed nine people, African-American people, just because that they were black. And the people who came to share with the city of Mobile One is a guy named Chris Singleton, who lost his mother in the shooting. Another is a guy named Anthony Thompson, who's a pastor at a local church uh, to Mother Emanuel, and he lost his wife, Myra, at the shooting. And then there's a uh, white Southern Baptist preacher from down the street named Marshall Blaylock, who was so moved in the aftermath of this event to come together, and this whole event had a huge impact on him and and the way in which he ministers now at uh, his parish, which is actually the oldest Southern Baptist church in, in the United States. The reason why I mention all this in the context of today's gospel is because what you will hear if you take the time to listen to their testimonies is you will hear particularly from Chris and Anthony about how God inspired them to forgive Dylan Roof. Anthony in particular goes into great detail about what it was like for him to be at the bond hearing for Dylan Roof as he was being tried. And everything in him did not want to be there. When when the tragedy originally occurred 48 hours before this bond hearing, he talks about wanting to throw in the towel, just wanting to give up, not even wanting to preach to his congregation that Sunday, just being so down and out. But the grace of God coming and knocking on his heart and encouraging just get up get up then he doesn't want to go to the bond hearing he just can't face this guy and but the grace of God through the encouragement really of his children is get up go there you need to be there and then as he is given opportunity to say something to Dylan God says get up go up there say I have something to say through you I have something to say through you And as he gets up there and he faces this person who 22 days ago had killed his wife and eight other people, hurt many others. He's able to look at him and God speaks through him and says, son, I forgive you. My family forgives you. And I urge you to repent, confess, repent and give your life to Christ. And when he said the word Christ, he said, Dylan, who had been staring at the ground the whole time, kind of looked up and finally met his eyes. And he was able to encourage him and say, you know, as bad as things are right now, give your life to Christ and he can make your life even better than it is right now. The amazing thing that happened there was uh, Anthony, as you'll hear in his testimony, he didn't want to do it. There's a certain level of his humanity that did not want to even be there. Didn't want to not only face his wife's killer, but did not want to forgive this guy. But as he's walking up there, Jesus kind of taps him on the heart and reminds him of his own sinfulness. Reminds him that I died for you. I died for Dylan. And I need you to speak these words of forgiveness. What's so powerful there, like he, all he has is, is his, his strength, he has his life that he's barely hanging on. You know, it seems like nothing. He's like, okay, I've got five loaves of bread, I have two fish, what am I to do with this? But the Lord used that. He spoke just with a few words, the miracle of forgiveness occurred. And at that bond hearing, as the families forgave Dylan Roof, the miracle of forgiveness and healing occurred. And I remember uh, Marshall Blaylock, the pastor there, uh, had the chance to eat lunch with him earlier the day before the event. And he said, you know, what was so incredible about that time was something so tragic happened. And it had all the recipe to, to lead to exactly what Dylan Roof had wanted a race war for riots, for burning down of buildings and cars. And about that same time in history in Baltimore, there was exactly those kind of racially motivated riots that were happening. And at the same time that Baltimore was burning and experiencing riots, the people of Charleston, because of the words of forgiveness, because of the act of grace, that Christ's work through Anthony Thompson and Chris Singleton and these other people who were involved in that moment in Charleston. While Baltimore was burning, people were gathering together and hugging and crying and singing Amazing Grace in Charleston. And in the five years since then, the people of Charleston have come together in this beautiful way. There's initiatives in the city now to address race. There's greater interaction between different Christian communities of different denominations, white, black, Hispanic, and so on and so forth. There's all these little miracles that have happened all because a few people offered a few words of forgiveness out of their mouths. And I couldn't help but think of this whole experience as I looked at the gospel and wow, what happens when we offer the little bit that we have? We offer our faith, We offer acts of love and God works miracles. And so this is a great word of encouragement to us. And you look at your life and you think, what difference can I make? There's so many things in the news. There's so many things around the world. It seems there's too many problems. That is Satan trying to dissuade us from playing our role in God's plan of redemption. It might be a smile, it might be a couple words of encouragement, it might be opening the door for somebody at the grocery store. It might mean forgiving someone in your family. It might mean spending some time with your child on a lazy Saturday afternoon. It might be helping someone pay their rent. It might be talking to somebody who's totally different than you just for the sake of spreading the love of God. We all can do something. We all have at least five loaves of bread and two fish. And all God is asking is that in our faith and out of love that we offer what we have to offer and watch his miracles abound. Again, I urge you, take the time, go to shrinkthedivide.com, watch the testimonies of these men from Charleston and let your heart be touched. And then open yourself in this coming week to offer what you have. Use what you've got and watch as God takes what you have, takes what you have offered and works miracles in the world. He works the miracle of bringing his grace, his love, his healing, his redemption here on earth. Be a part of God's plan in this coming week.